hello everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype Episode 8 coming at you April 17th, 2020. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. My name is Andrew. We're going to talk some huge news just dropped uh, yesterday. Cooking Mama controversy. Uh, publisher versus IP owner versus developer. What goes on? We're going to milk this thing until <laughs> it's dry. <laughs> Sean's super excited. He wanted to talk about it really bad, so we're going to get into it. But first, there's more pressing matters. Sean, yeah. last on last week's show, you made yeah. a solemn vow. A solemn vow to play A Fisherman's Tale in VR for PlayStation 4. Now, a solemn vow is a sacred thing. You can't just make those and not not live up to them or uphold them. So let's check in first. Did you uphold your solemn vow? Well, I was going to save this for what I've been playing, but I did play a bit of A Fisherman's Tale. Not oh. enough to really uh, talk in depth about it, but I started it, um, and I am enjoying it. So, so enough to fulfill a contra- contractual obligation or a solemn vow. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm actually impressed. I didn't think you touched it at all. So good on you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, man. Uh, let's, uh, well, let's, just end, let's just end the show then. I guess we have yeah, we're done. Solemn vow. Yeah. <laughs> let's take a break. Sean can play a little more. Did you at least get into? Well, we'll talk about it in what you played. All right. Cooking Mama. I was not even aware of this controversy. I saw the IGN review score of 3.0, and uh, my spidey sense was tingling. And -hmm. it was correctly tingling, I might add. Uh, Apparently, there's some underlying issues with this game and controversy. And I haven't played the game. I will never play the game. I don't give a fuck about this game. But... (laughs) Sean and Andrew just were dying to talk about it. So I, as a good host, Definitely. I will, uh, I will oblige them. All right. So, uh, what's the story boys cooking mama was a huge hit. Everyone loved cooking mama on. Wii. And DS. I I have never played it in DS. my life. I didn't even know. I thought it was Nintendo owned the IP. I don't know if that switched hands at some times or if it was always like a Pokemon situation where, um, was it even public? Was it published by Nintendo originally, or am I just assuming that and it's not? Probably just no assuming. Hmm, interesting. They did have the feel of a Nintendo title, though. They, I will give them that. They kind of nailed the look and marketing of a cook of a yeah Majesco. Okay, all right. Well done, Majesco. Uh, <laughs> so, do one of you guys want to elaborate on the issue? I read the article. It's uh, it's interesting. This feels like it's really in Huck's wheelhouse, so I'm going to defer to him if he wants to. Sure. I could try to give it a go. I mean, I also had never heard of it until I think it was Patrick on our Discord. Shout out to our Discord. Uh, <laughs> link to it. And it sounds like the IP owner hired a publisher, which hired a developer, and then the developer made the game. And the uh, the publisher, I guess, showed it to the IP holder, and the IP holder said, "I don't like this. You got to make some changes." And the publisher said, "Screw that. We're releasing it anyways," and just decided to put it out there. Now I don't know really 
what the timeline was for all those things and what 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 happened but it sounds like um maybe the publisher thought based on the contract they had that they could kind of just do what they want they had free reign but it seems like the ip holder a company called office create is looking to sue them which is and the publisher is planet entertainment uh, a bunch of people i've never heard of i don't know have you guys heard of any of these no companies nope. So it sounds kind of messed up. I know there was what was the other thing, Sean? Some Bitcoin mining or something, maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, they wanted to use blockchain technology. The game came out, yeah, a couple months ago, I think. They said that you know they made a big announcement that this game is going to be the first game to use blockchain technology, which blockchain is something that's used in a lot of cryptocurrencies. Does not necessarily mean it has anything to do with cryptocurrency i don't think because they're kind of exclusive can be exclusive things uh but so they said that and then suddenly rumors sprung up that the game is actually behind the scenes mining for cryptocurrency which if you don't know about that whole thing like bitcoins and things like that they you can mine for bitcoins using computers and they just process in the background and and make you money essentially uh, and so people thought that maybe the game was doing that behind the scenes. I don't think there was any evidence of that, but just because they mentioned blockchain, it set people off and they had to come out and make a statement and say, no, we were talking about using blockchain just as a way to trade items in game because the technology is a way to sort of ensure that uh, the people making some sort of transaction actually have the things they say they have and to secure that transaction so kind of like an anti-cheat technology yeah so i guess that could be what they were trying to do there but so people were freaking out over that and then this other thing happened yeah so it sounds i went to the website and it said that it's for sale but sold out no i don't know what that means uh, sorry not the e-shop though the the personal site of the game and there is some links in here saying that you can get it on Amazon and eBay and stuff, which is, I didn't click on those links. Let me just quickly go to those. But it seems weird that they have, it seems like they have physical versions. So printed, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you know, approved by Nintendo. So it passed certification. And it seems crazy that it could get to the point where you have a physical copy made and certified and the IP holder almost like didn't know it was that far along in development or yeah, it seems cause I mean, certification can take basically like a month. So you're saying that from the time they requested changes to when they found it was on sale, they didn't have any communication with <clears throat> the publisher about this or the publisher lied. Like there's something really weird going on here where it almost seems too hard to believe that this can actually happen. Yeah, it feels pretty strange. Like, obviously, they have a contract with, you know, when they have to check in with each other or who approves what in terms of IP. Like, we've worked on licensed games before. The same thing applied uh, with licensed games that I've worked on where, you know, the owner could shut down an idea or you would present it to them. You wouldn't wait too long to do that stuff. You'd have scripts approved and um, mechanics and ideas now, it didn't happen right away. Sometimes you would work on something for a while, and then it would get shut down or 
uh, it wouldn't be allowed. So it's not always like a like a purely instant symbiotic relationship where you think of something, go to the IP holder. Like it can take time, but you'd think they'd be in some contact with this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, like my vibe, this is pure speculation. The game was shit. IP owner is worried that it's going to basically tarnish the brand, which they own, and they just wanted to stop it from coming out. And that's, That could be true, and that's valid critique. They should be allowed to do that. They should be allowed to pull the plug. Well, it depends. They should be allowed if, they, guess, yeah. if they said, we get final say on the game, but the article I read true. said they approved the design. The game meets those design requirements that everyone agreed on. I don't know what's in their contract. That's we talked about this before. It's going to be pure speculation on what their contract was, but um, yeah, I, I would see why an IP owner would be mad if the game is terrible and you're devaluing that IP in a sense, especially when the IP is only known for video games. It's not like it's an IP that you know is being spread across different media formats. It's just video games, and it's becoming worthless. There might be a Cooking Mama animated series we don't know about, Frank. Let's it, be honest. It's true. I, but now there'll <laughs> never be one. Ever. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, it's just such a weird, like, communication breakdown there. I don't understand, especially, like, towards the end of a game being released. Everyone is paying attention. There's a lot of communication happening because it all requires so much coordination between different groups. I just don't understand how you can get that far and actually have something shipped to stores and then somebody realizes that oh actually we don't want this released it doesn't make any sense or they didn't know it sucked until people told them it sucked i guess but i mean that's that seems kind of that's a little hard to believe too but i don't think it's that hard to believe like ip owners are like whatever or something oh here's something yeah we own this will you make it you know about making stuff we just own it. I could see that happening. I guess IP owners sometimes are pretty hands-off, and I, I don't know how it was with the other games for them, but it is just a very strange thing. There was one other little thing I saw in one of the articles I read that there was a, some rumor that they may have used copyrighted music or audio from like a YouTube video or something. I have no idea. I have no other details about that, but it seemed like maybe some last-minute legal thing could also have been a reason to to try and pull it. But then, why would the publisher be fighting it? I don't. I don't get that. So, I mean, it's obviously unfortunate for the developers who you know worked hard on this thing, and and then at the last minute it's getting pulled. But it sounds like, yes, there are physical copies out there that you can get a hold of if you just gotta play it. <laughs> now, I don't know how busy you guys are this weekend or this week. Uh, we should study Cooking Mama, make a new game called Crypto Mama, where you just <laughs> build cryptocurrency using recipes and like do a parody game and just strike gold on this thing. What do you think? <laughs> it's not a bad sure, idea. why not? You know, when I first heard about this, I actually thought, what this situation was was one of those cases where somebody had made like a ripoff game and somehow managed to pass it off as with under the name Cooking Mama. And I thought that's what this was all about because that is a more of a common thing, I guess, on, on the mobile side where sometimes people can get like games that are straight ripoff somehow on an app store. 
but uh, that does not appear to be the case. <laughs> There's definitely games similar to this. Yeah, obviously they don't have the Cooking Mama name attached. What about another right. parody game? I don't want to get into uh, gender stereotypes here, but like Cooking Papa, where you just like you open a can of SpaghettiOs and dump it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sexist. Oh, I'm just cooking I, papas can do just as much as cooking. I know papas. that's I didn't want to, but <laughs> I like the idea. It's not it's not a bad one either. I mean, you could definitely uh, mix get some clips off of that on the web anyway. I bet they don't have that trademarked. We could totally jump in on that. <laughs> get the paperwork rolling this afternoon. Yeah. All right. Well, this is another situation where we know very little about it. Something seems weird. I have a feeling a publisher is way more litigious than an IP owner potentially and investigated all of their legal rights before releasing the game. Uh, They have the money and resources to do that. And my gut here is that it's a a slip up on the contract by the IP owner. They they didn't cover all their bases or didn't get final sign-off approval and uh, it's coming back to bite them. Very possible. I mean, on the flip side, those physical copies are probably worth a lot of oh, money on eBay. Right I now. was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. Might have to get in on that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm a, <laughs> I got a lot of stuff here I want to sell. Not a pro, not not getting any more garbage. I got an Ouya unopened. We all know that story. <laughs> That's yeah. your money maker. Yeah. That's your retirement right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's sitting in a box with the sticker, the red sticker it came with. Beautiful. All right, so was there one other news thing someone mentioned when we were talking earlier today? Uh, Oh, Sean, is this actually true? You had just popped this before we started recording that they've announced an RE4 remake? Well, it's not official, but there seems to be pretty strong rumors that uh, there's a Resident Evil 4 remake in the works now. And people seem to be somewhat angry that they are skipping over Code Veronica, which we kind of touched on that a week or two ago as seemed like the obvious next thing to remake. Well, I don't remember touching on that. I remember talking about it. I don't know what you mean. I I would have thought Resident Evil 4 would be the next one that's remade. That would have been. Really? Yeah. But I just thought they would go in chronological order. Mm. No. I think you go story order. I think you stick to main Resident Evil story. Oh, well, I, I guess I don't know enough about Code Veronica, so it's completely like not part of that continuity then or something? Oh, just like numerical continuity. I think it's like an offshoot. I'm, I'm assuming that's why it's called Code Veronica. I've never played it, so I don't know. But oh. I think the next one in the like the, the core series is for, and it's a very popular game, uh, the design was next to flawless at the time i'm sure it holds up and it already used uh, a fixed perspective camera so it's even less work in terms of turning it around quicker i feel like it's definitely budgetary easier to do than code veronica would be i guess that's true but then it just raises the question why even bother right because you can still play resident evil 4 on last generation's consoles anyway. I don't know if they've ever done an HD remaster of it. Yep. They even did like a, a Wii 
version of it, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I think and, it, I think it uh, could benefit from the new graphic engine. Like the new ones look amazing. Like they are awesome. There's amazing spectacle moments. I'll be honest. While I was playing two and three, I was like, I want to see four in this same style. So, I for one am glad they're skipping Code Veronica. Very glad. I mean, it's funny because there seems to be a bit of a, you know, there was this outcry, and then I think a lot of people were like, wait, why? Why is? Because I think it was like trending on Twitter. Code Veronica was trending on Twitter because people were saying they were angry that it was being skipped potentially, and I think after that people were kind of like wait why are people angry like did anyone actually like code veronica and i I don't know i haven't played it so i got great reviews at the time i I can i remember that for sure like 9.5s and very good reviews so uh i thought they might do one again that was my other thought like they did do an hd remake of one but not quite the same style uh i'd be down with that too yeah I'm a little surprised about that. Maybe that will be next on the list. I don't know. Like Resident Evil 5 was also last gen. Is that right? Yeah. Xbox 360 and PS3. Okay. We played at co-op, Sean, together. Xbox 360. Yeah, we did. What a memory. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I remember playing that with some random guy online that had everything. It was great. I literally killed one thing, I think, in our whole (laughs) run-through. He just did everything. It was perfect. Beautiful. Loved it. I remember the other news story also. It was about the the Animal Crossing thing. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that when we played. It was the Resident Evil thing I was thinking about, though. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't see anything about this. Sean, he's in, like, deep, dark web... Like corners of the internet he's looking at stuff that i i don't even get into so the reddit rabbit hole some major sites i think but it can't again not official yet you know what let's do our first ever live game junk news check no just check and see if anything pops since we started recording since it's been one, the, the shittiest news week ever check in there frank um jason schreier of gutaku announced this week that he's leaving kotaku to go somewhere else and i know the only reason i go to kotaku is to read stuff he writes about so will this be the end of kotaku as a somewhat relevant go-to place for news i don't know it could be done with now that he's gone so just a little bit of news i picked up on hmm. and he's announcing i guess probably later this week or i guess next week uh, where he's going to next so it sounds like he's going somewhere to do something else but i don't know where I stopped reading Kotaku a long time ago, and I do not regret it. Yeah. Anyway. The overwhelming at times. Uh, Not a lot of news here. Just scanning some headlines on IGN. Uh, If you haven't seen Farscape, now is the perfect time to binge it. (laughs) Big articles. Um, Half of them are are, uh, links for ads on Amazon, Amazon shopping and stuff like that. Huge. Huge news week. Well, I know there's a few listeners out there that we've talked to personally that are salivating, needing PlayStation 5 and next-gen console news. So we're going to do our best to bring that to you, but we can't bring it to you if it's not there. All right? Well, there was one small story this week. I don't... This is kind of just just flying off the cuff here, Frank, because I don't know the whole detail on this, but I did 
post a link to it, I think, where they said they're expecting supply shortages when it launches and not because of COVID. They're saying that apparently the cost of the components are pretty high. And as a result, Sean, it's going to be hard to get when it launches. This is why you got to vet these stories through me. This is clearly <laughs> fake marketing to generate hype and fear for pre-orders. This happens with Nintendo every, 101. 100%. <laughs> everyone's going to be like, I don't want to pre-order. I, I can't afford it. You know, times are tough. I don't have uh, work right now. I'm on subsidies or whatever. Like, things are rough for people right now. How do you get sales to happen? You got to generate panic. Panic and fear that you're not going to get it. Come on. You got to see right through that shit, Sean. FOMO. FOMO 101. I mean, I see it. I guess the only thing I would say is it's a little surprising that they're flat, like that they would say anything to do with it being expensive because, I mean, that was kind of supposedly how Microsoft, one of the reasons why they lost last generation, right, is that they were a little more expensive. And uh, I would assume that Sony would want to, again, try to be lower or at least equal with microsoft but well i kind of disagree i think xbox lost the last generation at the e3 where they announced connect and sony went second and said this is how you share games on ps4 and you know the gaming community just went nuts and i honestly think that's where they lost it right there and second secondarily their games just aren't as good i'm sorry uh i like xbox and i thought their feature set out of the gate was better than ps4 but ps4 just got better more exclusives vr uh they matched all the technology over time it wasn't even close it was not even close the only thing xbox had going for it is the same thing it always had going for it it's strong online services and being able to join games and integration with online stuff and to be fair i haven't even tried that on playstation in a long time i primarily play on xbox for multiplayer games so um playstation might have caught up there as well so i i don't know what seems weird about the announcement is that whoever said this said both consoles are going to be a problem so how do they know both consoles are going to be a problem? That's why it's fishy to me too. You, you wouldn't think Sony, one would wait for the other one or try to get ahead saying, it, let's assume it is fake and they want to generate fear. They would do it themselves and say, we might be short on PS5s. Or the other one would say Xbox. That's why it feels like a general industry thing. I, I'm not the buying it. The only thing I could think of on that note is... Uh, I think they both have ATI graphics cards. Maybe Could ATI be. will make all of them at the same factory, and there is a specific factory that they know is having trouble meeting demand. So that would imply both will have shortages. But seems you know, completely plausible. Say. I just don't. If that was the case, I would think that would be in the article. Or it just seems like there's no reasons. It's just complete speculation, and that's. When my, uh, you know, the red flags start going up, something's something's going on here. Anyway, I'm not worried. I'm not even worried if I don't get one. Even better. I can wait and use my shopper's optimum points to buy one, and I don't have to get it day one. <laughs> and there's no games I want to play day one. So they better have some reason for people to want one day one, I'd say is their biggest problem right now, because I'm not seeing too many other than just early adopter syndrome, which I suffer from. But 
I don't know if I'll be trekking to stores and waiting in line if we're still in the middle of a pandemic for these consoles. That's for sure. I will be. I'm lying. I will be. <laughs> probably be more likely than anyone. I would uh, probably buy a hazmat suit. Actually, this kind of looks like a hazmat suit. Before you see the logo, it looks like I'm, I'm prepping already. So uh, There you go. Good to go. All right. Let's talk about what we played a bit. Uh, Huck, I lied. I said I was going to try and play the Final Fantasy VII remake. I did finish the original. Platinum that yeah. fucker. And I had burnout big time. It's a good so, thing I didn't make you take a solemn vow. I know. It, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> if I had taken a solemn vow, I would have played at least 12 hours. 12 <laughs> hours. Oh, my goodness. That's a big the 12 hours I've put into Jedi Fallen Order and the 10 hours I put into Resident Evil 3 would have all gone into that. So, Wow. More than I played. Yeah. So, Huck, give us your thoughts. You are a huge fan of this series. Yeah. You like the demo more than I did. Lay it on us, bro. Uh, I really like it. I've played about six hours right now. I'm in chapter six, I believe, and I believe there's 18 chapters in the game, uh, maybe more. And so I, I guess I'm maybe a quarter of the way through, maybe or so, and and it uh, it's really good. It holds up. Uh, the storytelling is good. They add little things to flesh out stuff in the original. Um, I mean, I'm six hours in and I haven't even got to Walmart yet, Frank, if that's like a people of Walmart. Walmart? (laughs) Yes. I haven't even got there. I mean, that's your new parody account for final fantasy. People of Walmart. Get on it. (laughs) I'm just full of ideas. Hey, this is crazy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, So I, I think that's, I mean, what, maybe two hours into the original game? Something like that, two or three, yeah, depending on how much uh, time you spend in shops. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the combat. Uh, So it's like action-based. You have to fill a gauge. You get sort of like two gauges to fill, and each gauge you fill allows you to do either a magic or an item usage or a uh, special ability. And... I really like. They kept the same, all the same systems, except they added um, a weapon upgrade tree as well, which is fine. I mean, it's just a little extra role playing you can do. Essentially, each weapon you get, it seems like you can't sell them anymore. You just keep them forever, and you can upgrade them in this tree. I don't really know if it's gonna have a long tail because it seems like as soon as you get a new weapon, you basically just use that one and upgrade it unless your previous weapon you've already upgraded a lot and it's still better than your new one which Hmm. doesn't seem to be the case so there's still multiple weapons that you upgrade because i when you first said it my initial thought was okay i hate managing weapons it's my least favorite thing to do especially in rpgs and old rpgs where it's just you know compare numbers and pick that's it so i hate that shit so i thought oh this is kind of the evolution and, you know, give choice as to what you want to invest in your weapons and build that out. But yeah, if you're still replacing weapons, it seems a little, little weird. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the original final fantasy, if I recall correctly, basically did it like chrono trigger where each character has their own specialized weapon. And then you essentially just buy the newest one of that as you go, or like the newest sword or the newest boxing gloves or the nearest gun arm. 
And this is the same. You still get that, but then there's also this this tree, which basically allows you to unlock more attack power, more magic power, more hit points, additional materia slots, that sort of stuff. So that's kind of interesting in that you can choose what you want to upgrade. But at the same time, I think it adds an extra level of RPG stat management that is really not needed. Um, you still buy arm, uh, whatever armor and amulets or accessories or whatever they call them and those are seem unchanged from the the original but yeah the the gameplay i like i really like the combat uh bosses are challenging you definitely need to manage your magic to make sure you have the right weaknesses they added this new the new side quest where you can use this assess materia which is basically like a scan of each enemy and it tells you their weaknesses and stuff and that seems really important to make sure you know what people's weaknesses are especially for bosses there was something similar to that in the in the original right but it was called sense materia uh yeah i think so yeah but i there was no so in this there's like a side quest tied to it where there's some guy that basically gives you extra materia if you sense more guys i actually like that idea like yeah. if there's dedicated quests to teaching you what the, the capabilities of certain materia are and how to use mm-hmm. them properly, like you could experiment in the other game, but I, I honestly did very little of that. So I would like some some gameplay reasons to to try that stuff out. Yeah, and it has little challenges. Like I can't remember exactly what they are, but they're basically like use magic on a staggered enemy. And so that's a new thing, actually, where they because it's more action oriented. They have this, uh, each enemy has essentially like three phases of their attack. It's like regular attack, then pressured, I believe, and then staggered. So staggered is like they're on the ground and can't move and you can do maximum damage. And pressured, I believe, is they're a little less defense, so you can do a little more damage. And I think that's from Final Fantasy Thirteen. I think they stole that from. I could be I could be wrong with that one, but there was a similar uh, mechanic in another Final Fantasy game that came out not too long ago. Yeah, lots of. But, ga- I mean, other games have that too. Sekiro had a similar system where, like, once okay. the posture damage is full, then you kind of take more damage, and I think they might have even called yeah. it staggered. Yeah, I think there's also additional bonuses if you like flank an enemy and hit him from behind. Uh, so it's I really like that. It it does. I like the filling of the gauge. And being that the only time you can use magic because it does cause you to really uh, watch your health and manage that stuff. Because if you, you know, if you get hit with a big move and you've just been spamming, you know, your attacks, your magic, then all of a sudden you can't actually use a potion to heal yourself. And so uh, uh, most of the time your AI companions will have a gauge kind of ready to go, but you could definitely run into a case where you don't. And that so that can be a little stressful if you're not paying attention. Uh, they do. It does seem like they've added some padding, but I haven't really found it too annoying. I know that's been some of the complaints, saying that they padded it out to make it longer. Um, the voice acting is really good, like so good in fact that I was actually like looking up who the voice actors are for some of the characters because I was so impressed with uh, how they were delivering lines, and they really flesh out. Um, the like upper level of Midgar, which you don't really see in the original game, except when you go to infiltrate the Shinra headquarters, kind of near the end of Midgar. 
And so I found that really interesting. You could really see the the comparison between, you know, the upper the upper crust and the lower crust, you know, the slums and the the higher the royalty sort of people. But yeah, it's really good. I mean, I'm obviously I've barely scratched the surface being six hours in and it's really enjoyable. I'm really enjoying it. And <clears throat> just how they added to everyone's story and how they fleshed out every you know, it really feels like you're role playing as cloud in this world there's so much to see you know it's just it's just really well done highly recommended excellent uh i will be checking it out shortly sean how about you what's on the docket well we started off mentioning the vr stuff i'm still on a bit of a vr kick trying to stick with that so i finished the room vr really liked it it is definitely a bit short i would probably recommend if you're not a huge fan of this series or if you're just kind of mildly curious maybe wait for a sale but uh i mean it is it really does work well in vr i mean if you're a fan of mist those kinds of games that's basically what this is did think by the end it kind of it was a little anticlimactic i think they needed something a little more for the end of the game because it just kind of ended and it felt like i don't know it wasn't really building to anything but if you like solving puzzles it's a lot of fun um, from there, I tried out both the Fisherman's Tale, which Frank was recommending, and a bit of Blood and Truth. Won't get too much into them because I'll probably keep playing them and talk in more detail. But I just have Fisherman's one question, Tale. Sean, for Fisherman's Tale: Have you, know, you like discovered what the mechanic is? Yes. Okay. So you had hinted that there's sort of a meta thing going on in it. I won't. I mean, I don't know if it's really a spoiler to say because that happens fairly early on. But um, yeah, once I kind of caught on to it, I was like, okay, I, I can see how this this will be. They can get a lot of mileage out of this. So yeah, uh, I am digging that. And Blood and Truth. I mean, it's more of an action game. It's from the people who made the London Heist section of uh, PlayStation VR Worlds. Is that what that was called? Mm-hmm. That sort of compilation thing. Um, so it's just like an extended version of that. Essentially, it's kind of a you know a British gangster story, and it's a lot of kind of on rails shooting stuff. Um, so far, I feel like I'm just sitting and watching a lot, but I think the voice acting is actually pretty decent, and kind of liking the story so far. So yeah, I found the same thing. A lot of cutscenes, at least at the start. Uh, I spent a lot of time trying to throw a piece of paper into a basketball net. That <laughs> I did that too, <laughs> which was bad. Like the mechanic was not good in terms of aiming, and it was just pure trial and error. Like I got lucky eventually, and it went in. I felt like there was that was not well done. Um, I did get really sick playing that game with the strafing. I had to stop. Oh, yeah, I don't know if huh. you're a pro. I mean, you're I, a visor I, pro. I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess I haven't used the strafing as much in, like, I, I was just kind of doing it to move from cover to cover. Have so you been I, in the I, casino where you plant C4 on the tables? No, I haven't done okay, that yet. That's, uh, that's where I started to get sick. Hmm. One thing I, I am a little bit questioning is just the, uh, the reload mechanic. It is kind of annoying. Th- yeah, in theory, it sounds cool that you actually take the clip and put it in the gun. But when you're in the middle of like action, it's really frustrating, especially if it's kind of finicky and you're not getting it and you're trying to load the stupid gun. And it's just, 
that was bugging me a bit. But when are we going to get like right? Time Crisis or Point Blank? Some of these old shooter games on VR. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Virtual Cop series, House of the Dead. It'd be amazing. Give it yeah, to me. Definitely. Uh, so, okay, I have one other thing to talk about. I don't know if you do. You want to talk first, Frank, and then come back to this, or? Uh, hmm. no, you go, man. You got to get right, it so, out. So, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. <laughs> Haven't really been playing it too much myself, but. Um, Alicia and the kids have been playing it and we did get uh, somebody on Twitter I think Daniel on Twitter wanted us to talk a little bit about the the multiplayer setup and how frustrating it is and I can definitely speak to that because uh, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this Frank I don't know if you're because you're kind of on a uh, ant, feels like you're on an anti-Nintendo uh, kind of kick lately mm. but I don't know I wouldn't say I'm anti-Nintendo I'm anti- uh, non-Nintendo people publishing on Nintendo. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? So the way... Actually, I'm more of an- anti-Nintendo fan. Like, everyone just praising everything Nintendo does. They're the indie darlings. You know what I hate. It just makes me sick. Okay. So you'll probably side with Nintendo on this. Uh, <laughs> so Animal Crossing, I mean, if you don't know what it is, it's sort of a sim game where you have a a town or a village that's kind of growing over time. And essentially, you know, the main things you're doing is you're collecting stuff, you're um, decorating stuff, and there's a little bit of exploration and interaction with characters and stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I, I've never been that into Animal Crossing, don't totally understand the appeal. This one, they seem to have added a little bit more in terms of objectives. So it feels like you're actually working towards something. But anyway, so it's a game that makes a lot of sense for families. And I think with the whole lockdown going on right now, I mean, it just it seems like a lot of people bought this game thinking they could play it with their kids and their significant others. And the problem is the first person to start playing this game automatically becomes like on your console, automatically becomes the owner of the island And they kind of are the ones who have control of everything. So other people can also kind of move into the the island and have a house and and do things. But a lot of times they don't have control, like to sort of progress the story. And uh, there's only one island per console. Like if you start up the game with a new profile, you're on that same island. You can't create your own. So they're kind of locking it in that if you want to, kind of have your own island you got to buy another switch and another copy of the game which is a very nintendo thing to do i mean they've always done things like that it's it's Uh, so weird to me it doesn't make sense that like nintendo has a profile system that the save game and the island is not tied to the profile yeah i don't get it i don't think there's a good reason for it it seems like they just want to sell more switches potentially it's a hundred percent that Otherwise, four people could play the same game, but that's how every game works. The only thing that makes Animal Crossing unique is you're building a custom thing, and if you want to do your own custom thing, you essentially need another license to do that. Uh, 
Or in worse, you need a whole new system plus license to do that. Anyway, I'll be honest, it makes you want to barf. Really angers me, to be perfectly honest. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo, you made your bed. You made this portable console that families can share. It's perfect for families. It's perfect to take anywhere. Well, guess what? You made your bed, lie in it like Marty on Netflix. <laughs> you got to live with it. Fix this problem, Nintendo. This is bullshit. Uh- I mean, the couch co-op is also frustrating because multiple people can be playing at once. But again, there's a leader and the other ones are followers. And the followers can't really do much of anything. You can pick up stuff, but anything you pick up automatically gets transferred to like a storage box somewhere. And then you have to go retrieve it later. Uh, and then even just the like the drop-in idea of drop-in, drop-out co-op, so for some reason, when somebody joins the game it takes like a minute. Like they have to like recalibrate all this stuff to bring the person in. It's just real frustrating for something that should have been an easy win. (laughs) Get that barf back down. This sounds awful. (laughs) Oh my God. You're living in the stone age, Nintendo. Wake up. (laughs) When are other people going to wake up and start criticizing this company for their, shameful practices instead of praising everything they do they make great games stuff people are complaining about it but i'm sure this game is still selling the fact that they gouge for two pokemon games every time they release it and people buy it come on imagine if that was ea what people would say am i insane am i living in bizarro world Such a YouTuber. What is the double standard here? <laughs> I'm obviously embellishing, but I do think it's kind of gross. Yep. Uh, all right, I'll say what I played. Not a ton of new stuff, just uh, finishing off some plats. Uh, Resident Evil 3, platinum that. I don't care. I use the infinite rocket launcher. Doesn't bother me one bit. The game mode is insanely hard, and I have no desire to play this. It's it's more a mode for people who I think they can't buy, like they buy one or two games and they have to play it a lot. I feel like that's who it's designed for, which is a good thing, I guess. But um, I will say the final boss is one of the most frustrating and stupid experiences I've ever like had to do to get a platinum. And honestly, it wasn't that bad once I I had to watch like three videos to find some tricks on how to do this thing but there's a perfect dodge this new dodge mechanic where you can like slow time down and do perfect dodges it is not explained at all in the game Uh, and I eventually by the time you get to that boss you don't need to use it the whole game and if you don't use it on the boss you have no chance whatsoever so um, a little rough you might want to work on that uh, design there Capcom let's uh and you get stuck in like a three hit attack once you get hit once you're fucked you're done it's over it's so frustrating anyway glad that's done uh platinum final fantasy 7 liked it a lot ruby weapon is one of the dumbest things i've ever seen in a video game in my life uh there's like one way to beat it i I read a guide how would you know how to do this it's insane uh this like to to get these dazers and steal them off some enemy on some island that's only available like in one place in the game and i mean you really got to be dedicated if you beat 
ruby weapon authentically without checking any guide whatsoever you are a hero i grant you hero status you checked a guide i know he checked a guide uh, <laughs> i didn't check shit <laughs> i beat it years ago original uh, ps1 i guess i should add I, I was talking talking about this but there's a difference this like uh power that the ruby weapon has that's basically takes a party member away completely happens on like turn two on the playstation but i also cheated to get that plat no shame don't care uh and one thing i do want to say though for a second i was playing i'm going back to resident evil 3 i might not get this i spent all this time just to get to this last thing and i'm not even going to get the plat i'm going to quit this is the worst thing ever and you know what changed you know what changed my life, gentlemen? What? A little Cheating? game called Sekiro. <laughs> and after doing that, I can do anything. <laughs> if it's been done by another gamer, I can do it. I truly believe that. It just might take a bit more time, but it's doable. Sekiro opens your mind. It changes the way you think. And I guess lastly, I'll say I'm replaying Fallen Order. Definitely not liking it as much on a replay. Some frustrating control stuff that I never noticed before that has been illuminated by playing Sekiro. And uh, yeah, without a doubt, Sekiro, my game of the year in retrospect. Not even close. Uh, But I'm still pretty much enjoying it. But um, really, the sliding mechanic, which I embarrassingly defended as a load... uh, in lieu of loading in certain areas in that game, it's brutal. It is the worst when you're sliding and jumping and all that stuff. It sucks. Yeah. There's one section that's good in the origin tree where you're getting shot at by a, an empire ship or whatever. That one's good. The rest of it is pure trash. Um, and that's it for me. All right. I have one more thing. Uh, I fired up. Uh, well, actually, speaking of the Final Fantasy, I wonder when Xbox is going to add all the Final Fantasy games to Game Pass, like they were talking about doing. Some are on there. Fifteen's on there. Uh, I don't think like the original seven is yet, but well, they were talking about doing like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I believe. So I thought they would drop them around the time of the remake to try to, you know, convince people to play them then. But maybe they're waiting now. Well, obviously they're waiting now. Um, but the other thing I was playing is uh, I fired up Dragon Age 2, which I had actually never played before. I just played kind of the intro and said, you know, this isn't for me, but I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I'm not very far in, but uh, definitely take a look at that one if you skipped it the first time. It's There's not many, I mean, Witcher 3 is obviously out there, but there's not many other really high quality fantasy RPGs that I could think of. And, and this one is better than I remember it being. Well, And also... But before you get to it, the gold standard seems to be, which I've never played and I hear amazing things, the Divinity series. Mm. Yeah. I tried, uh, I think, I can't remember. I might have tried both of them, but I couldn't, I can't get into them. That, that like isometric, even Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate, I could never get into those those style of games. I don't know why. Torment, all those, Planescape Torment. I just cannot get okay. into them. I've tried and I can't I can't do it for some reason. Uh the other thing I've been playing out today, a fold apart uh by Lightning Rod Games. 
I helped port it to uh, Apple Arcade and Switch. They're out today. Xbox and PS4 will be coming out in the next, I don't know, hopefully a couple weeks. I know PS4 passed certification, still waiting on Xbox One. Things got slowed down a bit. And so they'll be coming out soon. So if you're looking for a little short little puzzle game about long-distance relationships, something cute and cuddly to play with the the wife or the significant other, check it out. You know, throw some money at a, a small developer and help them out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I threw some money by downloading it on Apple Arcade. How about that? Oh boy. That boy. <laughs> That's it for me. Cool. So, it, sorry, what platforms is it on? Did you say PC and Switch? Uh, yeah, so it's Apple Arcade, Steam, and uh, Switch right now. And it will be PS4 and Xbox One as well. All right. I'll wait. I'm waiting for PS4. <laughs> Just so you know, there's no plat. I know. I'll, st- okay. I'll still support it, but I will not support it on a Nintendo platform. That's <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's it. Good talking, everybody. Hopefully there's some actual news and some cool stuff to talk about next week. I hope uh, to get into Final Fantasy. No promises. But this turned into know. a real show. Hey. We were talking about it being like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's what happens, well. you know. It, I could probably go another three hours if you wanted to. I got lots of things to complain about. But <laughs> I got to shut it down. Got to end these conversations dead in their tracks. This is a short <laughs> show by design. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.